Hello, hello, dear listeners. We are Sasha and Gloria. We are volunteers at the Mushtar House working for Mushtar FM radio in Nidetjaza. And as volunteers, we were lucky enough to get our own bicycles. That's why we got really interested in that topic. And today we're discussing the most bike-friendly cities in the world. Are you excited? I'm so excited. Okay. Do you like cycling? Yeah, I really uh, like cycling since I was a child. Okay. I've been cycling all my entire life. So <laughs> now I'm here. I'm so happy with our own bikes. Yeah. So we have our own mean of transport. So do you want to hear something about the history of bikes? Were bicycle Victorians the first hipsters? Long before men wore sculpted beards and vintage clothing, there were men with a sculptor mustache and fashionable clothes on velocipes. Fashions have evolved over the years, and the same goes for the bicycle. Although the car was once considered the transport of the future, today more and more cyclists and cycle lane networks dominate the urban landscape or most cities around the world. The importance of the motorcycle cannot be underestimated. Its development provides men with the first transportation system powered on two wheels, liberated women, and it is a symbol of progress, pleasure, entertainment, freedom, and enjoyment. It also embodies hopes perfectly sweet to facing a future fraught with large-scale problems such as climate change, the obesity epidemic, and a growing population, especially in cities. He has certainly come a long journey from humble beginnings as a toy horse. Interesting word you mentioned, obesity epidemic. I think I really like bicycles for that because you can improve your fitness level. You know, you stay active the whole day. That's cool. Yeah, it's so cool. I agree. While there is some debatable evidence for the existence of bicycles before 18th century, it is a widely accepted fact that the first bicycle was invented in 1917 by a guy named Baron Karl von Treis in Germany. Name Laufmaschine, which is German for walking machine. It was patented in 1818 as the first human-powered two-wheels steerable transport. Between 1818 and 1820, owning a velocity became a fad that spreads across Western Europe and North America and was seen as a new fashion item to own, especially in London society. However, in a few years, its popularity decreased and in some cities, its use was even banned due to the number of pedestrian bicycle accidents that unfortunately occurred. Gloria, I have a question. Have you ever had bicycle pedestrian accident or maybe bicycle accident? Bicycle accident, yes, involved my own person. Yes, when I was a child, oh. I was riding bicycle as always with my sisters and suddenly the handlebar came off. So I get the handlebar just cutting with my own hands without being 
inside the whole construction. Yeah. And obviously I dropped to, to the ground. And during the second that I had the, it was so little time, but uh, I was seeing how the handlebar goes only in my hand. Oh. So it was not your fault, obviously. It was no. just an accident. Old bike. And after that, were you not afraid to get on the bike? No, if I'm honest, no, I'm. I have a like a behavior that I drop in the ground and I came up again and I follow my way. So you didn't cry, calling for you. No, no, no. Okay. nothing happens. Yeah. Strong and independent woman. Yeah, great. And one thing more I wanted to mention. I find it surprising that at that time it was so popular, especially in London, because nowadays London is one of the worst actually cities for cycling because uh, it's very congested with cars and mm. there is almost no space for those who ride bike. And that's why the level, the percentage of accidents increases not only you know pedestrian cyclist accident but also car drivers and um, cyclists accident so it's quite interesting that back then it was absolutely the opposite how did it change with the time after the wars and the great depression in 1960 paved the way for the insane 60s and the psychedelic 70s it was one of the defining moments in our recent history a time of hope promise and freedom of expression in fashion art and music it was a decade of change that also left lasting impression of the evolution of the bicycle and the period between the mine 1960 and 1975 in the united states so one of the biggest peaks in the popularity of the bicycle since its invention It began to gain popularity as the bicycle boom with heightened awareness of staying fit. Bicycle sales doubled between 1960 and 1970 and doubled again between 1971 and 1975. This was the time when the BMX was born, whose design was inspired by motocross champions and whose popularity spread throughout popular culture. His appearance in Some classic movies like E.T., Karate Kid and BMX Bandit further ingrained his popularity with young people. So Gloria, we've mentioned so much information about bicycle, but no one really knows why is a bicycle called a bicycle? Mm, you can tell us. Yes, sure. I've never thought about it. And I came across the information that it contains of two Latin word roots, B, which means two, you know, like, I guess, two wheels, something. And cycle means go around. So basically, these are two wheeled vehicles. So bicycle, it's a Latin word, so to say, but it's made up word, of course. So it's artificial, let's say so. But The word is widely used in the U.S. and Canada, where, for example, uh, the English, the British, uses only cycle and cycling terms, you know, these different words. What's the word for bicycle in Spanish? Bicicleta. 
Oh, okay. Very close to the original. Yeah. In it's Russian, it's Velocipet. Velocipet. Yeah. Like the original name yeah. when yeah, yeah, it was yeah. created. That's true. Absolutely. But since that time, bikes, I guess, got really, really, really popular. And nowadays, I've checked, there are many cities which provide really good cycling infrastructure. What are these cities? Are we lucky enough to live in one of them? I don't think so. But I'm going to tell you first, what is a bike-friendly city? It's one where everyone feels safe when riding a bicycle, where there is an equal gender representation and where you see people of all ages pedaling. The infrastructure must be safe and the network must connect the entire city, where of course green spaces have to abound. So, great cities based on their commitment to the use of bicycle as a viable accepted and practical means of transport. A third time, Copenhagen, with 90.2%, once again took the number one position, followed by Amsterdam, with 89.3%, and Utrecht, that I don't know if you know this city, is in Holland, which have exchanged positions regarding the ranking of 2017. On the other hand, Oslo, in seventh place, can pose of being the city that has climbed the most steps since in the 2017 edition it was ranked 19. It's interesting because actually I think they do this report every two years And the names of the cities, they do not really change. I mean, they might change the positions, but there is nothing like you open the chart and you see that suddenly... A completely different a, city. Yeah, a completely different city, yeah. So basically, I think this is the um, government does a lot in order to, you know, to maintain this level of cycling infrastructure built in the city. So it, it's great that they do such a big progress in that. Yeah, but in addition, as a novelty, this year we can find new faces within the top 20. It's not the first places, but these cities are Bogota, Bremen, Taipei and Vancouver. This shows that it is no longer just the Danes and the Dutch who are the only sympathizers of bicycle. Yeah, I was very surprised to see Bogota in the list. Colombia. Yeah, even Russia is not in that list. Even UK is not in that list. I mean, oh, I remember that Xenia uh, said me that St. Petersburg, where the city where the, she lived, she's a great city for for cycling around. Yeah, maybe it's good for cycling around, but not, you know, using bicycle as an everyday vehicle, for example, commuting to work. Mm. Or, yeah, this is what Copenhagen does great and people there is that the majority of people use bike as, um you know, everyday transport. So, like, why do they need a car if the infrastructure works well? And that's great, I think. But I'm I'm really really glad to see another cities in that list, you know. Hopefully one day one of the Russian cities will be there too. Yeah, why not? And did you have the opportunity to to be in, in these kind of cities with this infrastructure, for example, Amsterdam or mm, I've never been there. 
It's a big stereotype that Amsterdam is uh, bike one of the most bike friendly cities in the world. So you can't imagine this, you know, top 20 without the city, but I've never been there. So on the other hand, in the current ranking, we can see that the 10 best cities to use the bicycle are European. The reason is because the bicycle has a longer tradition as the main means of transport in European countries. Because of that, more European cities are on the top of the list. And Claudia, Spain, as far as I remember, is also a European country. Yeah, it's true. And is it a bike-friendly country, can you say? Unfortunately, not enough. Barcelona, Valencia and Seville, they have made great progress in this year, but they could do much more and faster. Madrid is not a city where bicycles are valued as a common means of transport due to the lack of politician will, and this is a pity. A key point is the infrastructure. You need safe, secure, one-way bike lanes that are wide enough to carry many bike users at the same time. Some experts say that if cycle cells are built, they will be used. So the main problem is to build in this infrastructure, this bike lanes in already existing roads and streets, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think th this is the expert says that is the most problematic issue. But I have to tell you something. Do you know Valladolid, the city where I live, is one of the Spanish cities with more kilometers of the bike lanes? The Castilian and Leonese capital, which not only boasts a great cycling tradition, but also has more than 100 kilometers of bike lanes. It was precisely in Valladolid where in 1935 the first stage of the first tour of Spain in history was held. So here love for two wheels is not a last minute trend. Yeah, and I think the um, before um, I came here I saw the, the new bike lanes because the mayor he's right now constructing building a lot of bike lanes. I mean it's good that your mayor is so enthusiastic about uh, cycling. That's great. Yesterday I saw a little documentary about bike lanes in the UK, in London, well, which is one of the biggest, you know, metropolises in the world. And that I think British people can learn a lot from Spain especially from Seville and other cities in which were invested a lot of money, you know, for developing this system, but it's great anyways. But for example, for London, they have to take space from the cars. And this is the problem that they have to narrow the... They have already narrow streets, but they have to narrow it even more. Even more? Yes. I've been in England, mm -hmm. especially in London, and I could see... The, the narrow street so so it's a big issue there like they are trying to get rid of the congestion because I think bikes is the future just because of some reasons for sure and I'm really glad to hear that Spain is on that path for development and for the bikes Yeah, but why am I saying that bike is the future there are of course some advantages of using it which are evident and from your point of view do you think how useful are bicycles? 
I think for me now that I have the bike here in Hungary because as I told you in my city there are some bike lanes but I didn't use to every day my bike in Valladolid but here I'm I'm used to use it for my everyday routine I'm getting a very fan of bicycle and I can tell you some of the advantages. For example, autonomy. The use of the bicycle allows great autonomy. The bicycle is available at any time of the day for all kinds of reasons and for any type of destination. In this sense, it is as comfortable as a car and less cheaper than public transport. The bicycle provides flexibility. The bicycle is a flexible mode for door-to-door travel. Easy to hop and off, make stops, change route, make turns in you and mm-hmm. takes up very little parking space. Yeah, parking space, which is a big issue in some big cities. Bicycles are small, light, ecological and silent. They are easy to ride, drive and park, as well as relatively easy to maintain due to the fact that they lack high-tech part. I just got a question on my mind. If the bicycles are so easy to maintain and so easily accessible, let's say so, how can you imagine going somewhere for a long distance? This is like question number one. And the second is, imagine it is raining. Would you like to take a bike or prefer public transport or car? Yeah, of course, the use of bicycle also has drawbacks, but they can be controlled. The climate conditions, step slopes, limited possibilities for London, in minors and merchandise and the risk of death are the main factor that prevent many people from choosing to get around by bicycle. However, success stories in rainy cities with cold climates and steps slope show that these are not fundamental obstacles at a reasonable additional cost. Various accessories or adapted bicycles are available to mitigate the difficulties and Of course, the provision of safe parking is an essential to prevent stealing. But do you think, do they contribute to our health? I mean, using bike? Yeah, of course. I I think it's even for those people that they have not so much time for example go to to the work by bicycle could be a very good daily exercise yeah it's a great substitution for the gym you know going everywhere somewhere i think there were some studies and researches proving that cycling every day will even cost less to the whole healthcare system because it improves your health i mean It doesn't really treat you, but it makes you fitter, stronger, more active, which is great. And one more thing, future. I think we cannot imagine future without ecological and climate problems. Unfortunately, this is the state where we are now. And I guess the bicycles can contribute to this environmental protection. 
Maybe with bicycles we can reduce greenhouse gas effect, preserve natural resources because we don't need a fuel for that. We just use our own energy for that. So it's it's a good it's a good just in great sport for losing weight. You know, I'm just trying to uh, ride a bicycle every day. Choose the the furthest point from my house from my home and get there by bike because I know I feel that I'm saving my planet. <laughs> yeah, and imagine now that the sunny days are coming. So cycling around near Tihasa, it's going to be a very good idea. Yeah, by the way, Hungary is a great place to cycle because it's easy, especially near Tihasa where we are here and next to Danube is a easy place to start cycling even if you've never done it before, if you're a newbie, so let's say, because roads are flat and you don't really have to push yourself. So it's a great opportunity, I guess. Yeah, and I think here in Nyeretihasa, for me, it's so easy because the people are used to live with pedestrians and cyclists. And you don't need a parking ticket. Yeah. So yeah, we're saving money. <laughs> <laughs> and also you don't really have to stay and wait in the traffic jams. For me personally, it's a great possibility to learn this cycling culture because in my city there are, I would say, no bike lanes or no bike paths. And it's really problematic to commute. I would say it's impossible to commute if you want to. And of course, my city is bigger, so I don't really think that I can go to my university, for example, by bike because it will take forever. <laughs> A lot of time. <laughs> yeah, to go there, true. I think my friends always make jokes about if I take bicycle, just an experiment, you know, and go from my point, from my home to the university, I will be probably heat and killed so like it's not safe and I think even car drivers are not really getting on well with cyclists let's say so mm -hmm. because they feel like they are kings of the road yeah what I am experiencing now it's a really it's a big fun which makes me really happy I really like the weather we can enjoy it yeah fresh air being on the bicycle and regarding the last restrictions I guess Riding a bicycle enables you to keep the social distance because you can't really come close to the people when you're on that two-wheel construction and stuff like that. And it's easy to learn, right? You don't really have to have a license for that or document. Ah, uh, true. Yeah, maybe your family needs to take a little bit of patience when you are a child and teach mm -hmm. you have a bike. Yeah, just be aware of the fact that biking accidents still happen and that you might overestimate your abilities. If you are not in really a good health condition, don't try to make long distance because it might damage your health even more than it could. So, yeah. Just listen to yourself, but cycling is a great alternative for cities growing more and more. Yeah, and are the bicycles suitable for older generation? I mean, I've never seen an old lady in Russia, maybe because due to the fact that we don't really have this big infrastructure. So. Yeah, I think in Spain, old people don't used to 
drive bikes, but here I saw many, many old people, both like men and a lady, uh, driving the bike, for example, going to the market, and this takes a lot of my attention. Mm-hmm. They used very well the bike. Maybe you- they are former fitness trainers or, <laughs> <laughs> you know. No, no, it's great. But do you think people will ever stop using bicycles? Do you think it can theoretically happen that people stop using it? In general. Yeah, in general. I think maybe like this means of transport is depends to like a lifestyle so mm. and depends on the city where you live That's so true. for me i think in general bikes for the moment are not gonna disappear i think it's mm. a very good means of transport and the last question i have do you think other cyclists are dangerous especially when you're just a pedestrian and you walk down the street and then the cyclists get crazy or they might be rude it's just like what i experienced in berlin uh cyclists um not really friendly people there because they don't like tourists because tourists you know they like being in a crowd just blocking their ways you know and they are so so angry with pedestrians in russia it's not a big deal because we don't really have many cyclists Yeah, the experience that I had is that I had more problems with cars driver because I have a driving license too. I think that a lot of people that have cars drive very bad. It's very common thing that drivers say like, oh, I wonder how these people get their license because they do not know how to do that, how to drive. But I'm really glad to discuss this topic today because the example of Copenhagen can really inspire other people to take initiative in their own you know, hands to get more for the sustainability, for the eco-friendly future, which is highly connected to the bikes as well. But just without investment and without support of the government or mayors or other politicians, I guess it's quite difficult to be done. For those of you who is interested in cycling as a part of the tourism, we would like to share with you some plans with bikes What you can see, what can you visit here? 2,000 kilometers, eight countries, and a thousand of adventures. It was the Transgenerica offers a trail for intrepid cycle in one of the wildest regions of Europe. At the moment, the trail connects Slovenia, Croatia, and Bosnia, but it will soon also connect Montenegro, Albania, Kosovo, Serbia, and Macedonia. A long-distance mountain bike route that crosses the Dinaric mountains of Slovenia, Croatia, and the Western Balkans. Adventure begins by ascending the mountains of the Julian Alps in Slovenia and then descending through the Soka River Valley, admiring its emerald waters. After taking a dip in the Adriatic, we will cross the forests in Croatia and jump to the Belebit mountain range and then go down to the coast. So the next stage will take us to Bosnia where we'll start from the mountains and then down to Sarajevo, the capital of the country. The 
Backbone of Slovenia is at 380 kilometers. Croatia has 362 and Bosnia 390. But that is the main path, so there is more. It seems like it's a huge lane, really, really long. And I'm not sure that everyone can make it, I mean, till the end. Yeah, maybe you, you need a little bit of train before start the the trail but the image that i could see searching this information the image were so so beautiful so the the nature so would you like to take this trail yeah i think so and maybe with my father because he he loves mountain bike and he used to do large trails with the bike so, dear listeners, you have to take a licking to bicycle, but once you start to use this means of transport assiduously, you will only want to move from one place to another pedaling. All that this information that we share with the audience, it's time to say goodbye. Yeah, bye-bye and be safe. See you in the next episode. See you. Bye.